0: Welcome to Can't Make This Shit Up, a podcast by Claudia Kilminster and Bethany Rayo Davies. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to episode two. We're super excited to be here on our second ep. So keen. We're very keen. But firstly, we would like to pay our respects and acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Dharawal people in which we live, meet and record on. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So, I guess episode two we thought would be a great way to talk about our coming out stories, especially off the back of World Pride. What
1: a vibe that was, by that the way. That was a big
0: vibe. Sorry, we're a couple of days late. We will be um, releasing an episode every Monday night, but we have just been celebrating the first ever Sydney World Pride. It's been really fun. And needed a few days to recover. Well,. I did. I think Beth was a little more sensible than me, but it's Mardi Gras and my favourite time of year. I like to go big and celebrate all weekend. Actually, to the point my legs hurt so much from dancing, they still do. I'm walking like I have a carrot up my bum. Oh, my gosh. Um, But what a weekend that was, full of love and diversity and equality to be your true authentic self, which is why we thought coming out stories would be a great topic for episode two, straight off the back of World Pride. Um, both of our stories are super different actually. And I would love for Beth to start us up with this episode, her journey to be the person she is today has been super inspiring. And I think she can reach a lot of people, especially those still in the closet due to religion and family issues. So mm. I won't take up too much of your, t- of mic time. Like last time I'd really like Beth to have a good crack at it. <laughs> um, Beth, tell me your journey from discovering sexuality to now, and please don't hold back.
1: Okay, this is going to be interesting, to say the least. I'm um I'm kind of somewhat nervous to go through this, but it's uh it's definitely a story that is very close to myself and and a lot of people that I've met along the way. Um I like I said last week I grew up in a very religious family, so I grew up very strict Christian, um which was It was actually very grounding growing up in that environment. And I think a lot of the time, um, we, I I took for granted the actual structure that that, um, had in my life. Um, so yeah, just waking up each day, saying a prayer before I started my day and then a prayer before I went to bed at night and yeah, reading the Bible pretty much every single day, um, going to bible study once a week and then church every sunday um and then youth group on friday night it was like my whole entire upbringing was just it's insane yeah i
0: mean not insane like what like i have full beautiful faith in religion um but just like tell me how that was for you when you did start to discover that you liked girls as well yeah i think for
1: me um I always thought I was straight. To be honest, like I I did like. Didn't we all at one stage? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, 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 I did. I actually really did. Um, I yeah, I had boyfriends, you know, growing up, and it was fun. Like I I enjoyed their company. I just think, um, yeah, there was this distinct moment when I went through like a bit of a weird breakup with um, with my first real boyfriend, I'd say, Um, and I was like. Oh, man, I just don't want to be with a guy ever again. I was so off it. Um,
0: I think you get that feeling through girls as well. Like I remember my first love when we broke up, I was like, I don't want to be with a girl ever yeah. again. <laughs> um, so I think that feeling comes from both ways. But So how was that discovery from leaving, would you say, your first love mm. to then discovering who you are now as – like an openly bisexual person
1: yeah I think like for me I I would identify as bisexual for sure for Um, sure I think like we've we've had so many discussions over the years Claudia and I've had a lot over the last couple of years I remember when we first met Claudia was
0: like you're 100% gay bro you know what I think that for me is a little bit of biphobia and I'll touch on that as well um when i go into my story but Mm. yeah for me like saying that to you looking back all those years ago i feel like i had internalized homophobia as well and especially towards bisexuals yeah it's it's such a
1: it's it's such an interesting way to be in a sense like i feel like i can say that because i'm i'm definitely bisexual but like being the way that i am and you know i think it's it's easy to say you're a bisexual it's it's an easy out
0: it's like yeah it's it's definitely the way that you you cover that for me like I am gay but I came out as bisexual because I was scared I thought that was more appropriate to like both instead of just one and I wanted that Mm. I needed that label to not feel so like horrified that I just liked women as Mm. well which is why the whole biphobia thing came up for me as well because it's like oh no 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 I just don't like girls I like I like boys too so I'm normal I'm 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 normal kind of thing but as an open bisexual woman then you falling in love with a girl after your first boyfriend mm. and in a religious family like how, how was that experience like did you have to hide anything was it an easy coming out story like oh. let's dive deep into this dude because I feel like you're gonna relate to a lot of people and help a lot of younger people that are still in the closet due to religion yeah uh, yeah it's
1: yeah, it's obviously something that I get nervous talking about. And I think I still um, – and I still do internalise that feeling of when I met my first girlfriend. And um, fuck, I just – oh, shit, beep.
0: Um, I think we can swear. We can swear. We, we have an explicit yeah. thing, so we're not going to bleep it anymore. Okay. And we're both – like, I mean, I have a foul mouth, so. It, it, I'm just not going to drop any other words apart from fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Yeah. I –
1: for me going through the motions of you know falling in love um with my my yeah my first girlfriend like I said was it was so exciting and so beautiful yet so wrong
0: yeah so wrong I must you must have felt like this is against my religion this is against what i've done for my entire life reading the bible saying a prayer going to bible camp like this is against everything that you have been taught from a child and what your family stands for as well like i can so see how you would think that
1: it was just like in honestly like in envisioned envisioned internalized what word am i trying to say
0: I'm not sure. Ingrained. Ingrained. Yeah, there we go. We got there in the end, guys. This is what I
1: do. Um, It was fully ingrained in me that it was just completely wrong and not okay. And so, yeah, I did – Oh, I'd go to, it's, this is gonna sound so weird but like you know we'd pretend to be friends but we weren't friends because you know we were making out
0: wait, wait 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 let's let's take that back would so you would say that you were in a secret relationship
1: yeah it was a hundred percent secret it was secret for the yeah over a year that we were together
0: and how did that make you feel hiding that part of you
1: yeah it was it was rough hey like when I look back at it now and like now my my family's super beautiful and they're they're being super supportive in current years and all the rest of it but when I look back at it now I was so embarrassed um that we did hide it and I think at the same time like she was somewhat embarrassed as well like you know you you're raised in these ways of what's right and what's wrong and like even for people coming out that aren't raised super religious I think it's super hard when you're young and you're just you know you're fresh out of school over you know a three to five year period out of school and your friends expect you to be this way and then you're not this way and it it can be hard and it can be you know really daunting um yeah but it yeah, it was definitely secret. That's for sure. Like we we kept it really under wraps. We wouldn't hold hands in public. We wouldn't you know. There was no PDA. Forget PDA. Yeah. Um, was, so
0: your your mum and dad thought you guys were just
1: friends. We thought we were just friends, but friends that like had sleepovers every like two three nights. It's so. funny because
0: I did that as well. I had this first not my first like real proper love, but I had this first girl who would come over all the time, and I would just say, oh, this is my friend, mum.
1: Mm-hmm. And it,
0: during the end, my mum was like. i i I knew like she couldn't have stood out more yeah Yeah. (laughs) but like you do you have that internalized homophobia from growing up and i remember the first time i told my one of my best friends we're not friends anymore just due to drifting apart um like a high school best friend that i thought i liked girls and she immediately shut it down and was like no, you don't. That's disgusting. And then I'd also um. go to like sleepovers where there was this one girl that was openly bisexual, and I thought that was really beautiful that she could be her true authentic self in high school. Mm. And these girls wouldn't invite her over for sleepovers because that they thought that she would try and hit on them. And it's like no wonder it took me so long to come out and be who I am because I was so scared what people were gonna think. So yeah. you growing up in the religion world and, having that strict guideline I can't even imagine how you would have felt like can you tap into that a little bit more and try and tell people at home listening like how you got through that journey it was pretty crazy
1: hey like I remember like I'd go to bed um we'd go to bed together and it'd be lights out and it's still in in my mind just have this like regime that I had to pray before I went to bed and I didn't know whether I was praying for forgiveness for what I was doing with her or whether I was so scared that today was going to be the day that, like, you know, the world was ending in a way and God was going to come back and I was going to go to hell because of what I was doing and the sins that I was committing in, in that moment. And I remember I'd have sleepless nights and I'd wake her up in the middle of the night and just be like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And I was really open and honest about religion in that relationship. But... Um, yeah it was tough like it was super it was super tough and it was it was tough on her as well Because like can you imagine the opposite and not growing up in a super religious household and having your partner wake up in the middle of the night going i'm scared that god's gonna come back yeah and i'm i'm gonna go to hell and for sure i had serious anxiety because of that
0: that's super heartbreaking to hear by the way like you know and it is true like you were taught i mean i was christened a catholic um we did it mainly because of my grandparents but we never really went to church i did like maybe my holy communion and reconciliation but i think i got to an age where i was like oh i don't feel comfortable with this and my parents were super fine with me um leaving like catholic scripture and stuff like that but Mm. it is like it really is ingrained in your mind that there is a heaven and hell and if you commit this sin you are going to go to hell and it's like you would must you must have felt like your whole family hasn't sinned and i'm the only one that's going to go to hell and they're not so Mm. and but i suppose coming from your partner's side like she was scared as well because society had such like a negative view on gay people as well like we have come a long way but There is still homophobia out there and there is still internalized homophobia
1: yeah I mean I was super thankful like that throughout that relationship she was just so beautiful along the way and was just so supportive of me like could I just imagine imagine being her in that and just just being so like loving and kind through that I I think like yeah it was it was tough um but with that, you know, you're right in the sense of you do worry. You worry about, like, if if Jesus comes back right now, what am I doing and what are the actions that I'm committing right now against what is written? And it's tough. Like, it's so tough. But, um, you know, I think what I've learned in, like, recent years is all of that, every part of all of that stuff that I was scared about that I didn't wanna wanna go to sleep at night because I couldn't stop thinking about it. It was what was ingrained in me from what individual humans had taught me. But it wasn't ingrained in me from what I knew and what I knew to be true, which was what I'd read in the Bible, which was completely opposite to what these people were preaching to me and preaching to me in many settings, preaching to me in youth group, preaching to me in church, in one-on-one conversations out for coffee. And, you know, like, I think the crux of, like, religion to me and the crux of Christianity is, like, it's all about love. And I think that in the world today it's painted to be this picture of what it isn't because people paraphrase the Bible and they make it out to make it suit what they want to talk about on that sermon that weekend and they pull just verses but they don't ever read what is written before that or what's written after that they just read the verse or they read the passage and they go okay cool let's preach on this passage but don't worry about the rest of it don't worry about what the rest of the bible says and i think for me it was when i finally found peace over the recent years with being i would identify as a christian i would also identify as a bisexual but what I get from that is I take the whole thing and the whole thing is like it's actually a beautiful message but it was just these people and these individuals made it out to be something that it maybe wasn't and maybe that's what they have to deal with but that's not for me to deal with
0: for sure for sure 100 um so when was the turning factor for you um to like really realize that it's okay to be who I am and how did you mentally prepare yourself to, how did you believe that it was okay? How did you come across that in your mind and your body and your soul and your spirit? And how did you allow yourself to allow these feelings to be true to who you are without thinking that you were gonna go to hell?
1: Yeah, I think in like in recent years, when my first um my first girlfriend and I broke up, I remember sitting down with my mom and my mom's just the best. Um, I think she always knew that I was who I was and like I think that saying is true like you are who you are and you're nothing more than that Um, and I remember my mum sitting me down and just going like I just just love you so much like you are so loved and you know what you believe to be true in your heart and whatever you believe that to be true in your heart like you can live by that I spoke to my brother and I came out to him and he's like Beth like I couldn't care if you fell in love with a spider, like <laughs> as long as you're happy, like that's all that matters. Like, don't worry about anything else. Um, I remember like just the conversations that I'd had with family members, um, and even with my beautiful grandma, who you know, uh, who went to church her whole life, and she's you know she's in her eighties, and like she was raised in a very strict old school Christian household, and so for her to be supportive of myself and my cousin who's also like gay as well like it was it was super beautiful to know that there were still christians out there that they didn't care who you were they just loved who you were as an individual and for me like that was enough yeah um so yeah over current over over recent years i i dated you know i dated another another girl and she was awesome and we had so much fun together i think she actually helped me break that cycle she just loved me for who I was and she didn't care if I went to church on the weekend or what I did in my spare time if I felt grounded I felt grounded and that's all that mattered and for me you know I, I still pray I still pray every single week and I think in in that it's not asking for forgiveness for the way that I am it's like This is who I am. Mm. I can't change who I am as an individual. And you
0: shouldn't. You shouldn't change who you are. And Mm. it's just all coming to terms with you've just allowed yourself to forgive yourself and that internalized message that you grew up to believe. And it Mm. wasn't until, like, you've come out to your family to realize that they are on the other side of religion and they are. They just love you for you. You're their kid. Yeah. I mean, we will go into um, obviously hearing that, I'm not sure if that would have triggered anyone listening in that doesn't have accepting parents. And I'll talk a little bit more about that um, when I talk about my coming out story. Because, yes, that's all said and good that she had beautiful parents that allowed her to be her true authentic self. But there are others that are suffering at home that
1: Mm.
0: literally get kicked out of the house because of who they are. And, like, have you ever – I like, for me, like, I probably would identify as an atheist because – I did believe in religion until I got a little bit older and then I made my own choice. I definitely believe in a higher power and I don't have anything against people that believe in Christianity. Christianity. (laughs) Christianity. You don't have an issue with Christians. I don't have an issue with religion at all. Um, I personally just don't want it shut down my throat and and be told that um, the person that I love, the reason that I love someone that is a woman, I'm going to go to hell. So but I love meeting open-minded people that do um, study, like, Christianity and everything like that, like mm. your family, like your family are beautiful people. Yeah. But there are people at home that are super religious and do believe that if you are gay, you will go to hell. So I'd really like to know if you have if you have met anyone or experienced any kind of anything like that to know that, you know, their parents weren't accepting and if you have any advice for them.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think... Um, mm. Oh, wow. How do I get into this? Along the way, there were definitely people in my life from the church that cut me out. I yep. got fully cut out. Like, these were people that I thought were like my mates and my friends. And it was just, see ya. Yeah. See ya, because you won't conform and be like us. So, we're not going to invite you anywhere because we, we don't agree with the way that you are as an individual. There was nothing wrong with who I was as an individual. I was just purely and authentically myself, and I always have been. I think I was really lucky to be raised the way I was raised, in the sense of my mum always taught me about being consistent and being consistently and authentically myself in every situation that I am. So the Beth that you know, Claude, is the Beth that my mum knows, is the Beth that you know my work my workmates know, is the Beth that my sporting teams know. Like I am who I am.
0: Um, Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that I want to discuss as well is that sexuality is such a small, small part of who you are. Like I'm, you know, you, you are you, I am me and who we love is it's really no one else's business but our own. Mm -hmm. It's not affecting you in any kind of way. And I don't think you need to have your whole identity being around who you love because there are so many other facets of who you are as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to do that, go for it, but you are you, and you should be proud of who you are, and proud of the person that you love. Um, yeah, I just think. I like, like for, people are, the pe- for people out there that are the people out there that are
1: struggling, like you said. Like, yes, that's
0: what that's what I was just about to ask. Thought, in case you in case you like ran off on a tangent. Yeah, I've come back. I've come okay, back good. To, you came back to the had question. Had one of those ADHD moments. Yeah, I've come back. to <laughs> I thought you did. Yeah, I did. I was just I've about to, to ask you again. Yeah,
1: sometimes you have to ask. Them three times <laughs> and I get it. Um, for people out there that do have families that aren't accepting or that are in religious backgrounds that are just really strict and really regimes in a certain way um just like I think understanding you actually aren't alone like since I came out it's so funny like I've known so many Christians who have sent me DMs or, like... And they still identify as Christians, but they might be bisexual Christians or they might be fully, you know, gay trans. or... Trans. Lesbian or trans. Non-binary. Or, I've literally had, like, over the last couple of years, I've had at least five to ten people reach out to me and be like, how'd you do it?
0: And that is so how'd beautiful as well. Like, How did that make you feel knowing that you've impacted someone in that way?
1: Yeah, it's... It's super nice. It Um, is. It's, yeah, it's nice in the sense of I can actually understand what they were going through. Um, Maybe not from a parental perspective, but I can understand what they were going through from internally. Yeah, internally and, like, that feeling of just, like, not being able to sleep at nighttime because you have a crush on another woman. I know. You uh, think
0: it's so bizarre now us talking, like... uh, (laughs) the two of us talking about it, we're like, wait, how did we care so much about something so little about who we want to love? Yeah. And do other people care so much? Like, why do you fucking care bro? Like, let me love who I want to love. Like, seriously, (laughs) what the hell am I doing to you? You don't know me. Like me holding hands with my partner in the street should not allow people to give us dirty looks or say Mm. slander. It is not okay. And if you do see people like that in the streets, doing that to queer people then step in and say something or record it and send it to the police because it's not nice and anyways i'll go off on a tangent like that but we will talk more i will talk more about this i just really wanted to tap into you and how you went internally of getting over that fear because i even remember when i met you you Mm -hmm. had a lot of internalized homophobia so how did you internally work through that regardless of your parents and regardless of your family accepting you how did you internally mentally and spiritually work through that
1: i honestly think i just i had this moment one day and it sounds weird it sounds so weird to say i had this moment one day but i actually did i had this moment one day and i was i drove down the coast and i was like sitting down at the beach and i was like fuck it
0: yeah fuck
1: it why do I care? Like, why do I actually care what all of these people think about me? Like, I love who I am. I'm okay with who I am. And if I'm okay with who I am, and my girlfriend at the time was okay with who I was,
0: then why the fuck
1: do I care what everyone else thinks? I know.
0: It's like, I think it's like that moment after a breakup when you're trying to get over someone. And then mm. it's like you have like this light bulb moment. And you're like, oh, I'm over them. Yeah, thank goodness, because that was killing me. Yeah, but I mean, it was. It was. Yeah, killing me. it was. inside, in, so I can. I can imagine. I didn't grow up religious, so this yeah. is why I really wanted to focus on you this episode because I can't even imagine if I felt internalized homophobia and I was scared to tell the world. I have. I wanted to know how that really. How mm. you were. Yeah, I didn't like, and I wanted our listeners to know as well. Yeah,
1: I think it's important that people can understand like that feeling for people that are raised that way. Like we live, we live in Australia, and I feel any like um, international listeners—we're from Australia, well, from Australia. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> but like, it is like I, I don't know to the listeners out there. Like, how many people do you know that are religious? How many people do you know, Claude, that are religious? Do you know a fair few people that are religious? Yeah. I'd, I'd say yeah like in, in I mean, Australia like, yeah. like, there's a lot of people that would identify as like Catholic or Christian or atheist, a- atheist or, no way. but that's not that's no, not religious no, no. what's, what's a, the
0: other one what one starting with A what anyways that just goes to show that I'm not religious so you're, you're regard, regard that if I fuck that up but <laughs> like you do like I know
1: people that are like Seventh-day Adventists I know people that are like Jehovah's Witness I know people that are like a Christian and I would always give them the time of day
0: as well I used to have Jehovah's Witness knock on our front door and through all the time Mm. and my mum would be like Claudia your friends are at their door again not in a mean way just because they literally were my friends I loved having a yarn with them to be Mm. honest like I really did I was like look like I have my views on it. But, hey, if you want to talk to me about your religion, then please, I'll stand here and I'll listen to you. I'll take your pamphlet and I'll and I'll listen to the way that you believe because I think believing – you have to believe in something. There's always a higher power. Believing is beautiful. Yeah, um, for sure. But, like, I think that moment, like, when I went to the
1: beach that day and I had that breakthrough moment, I actually, I, like, I prayed. And I was, like – I literally prayed. And I was just, like – it was, like, a prayer of thanks. And I was, like – I'm just thankful that I never lost me. Yeah. I'm so thankful that I didn't lose who I was and I didn't conform to what the church wanted of me and what I was told I had to be. Like, I just finally had this moment where I was like, fuck that, I can be who I want to be. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. And, like, I feel like, like you just said then in that statement, the church wanted me to be. Like, that's not even, like, your God is Jesus Christ, right? That's your God. Yeah. It's like yeah, Father, so. the
1: Son, Holy Spirit. It's yeah, yeah, the same yeah. 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 So
0: it's got nothing to do. Your sexuality has got nothing to do with the people in the church. It's mm-hmm. got to do with you and your God. Yeah. And your God would never discriminate against you or want you to go to hell for the person that yeah. you love. It's the people that are in the church that yeah. have these such strong beliefs that, like, loving the loving the same sex is wrong. And like, that's that's the whole point we're trying to get across here as well. And that's what I like your relationship with your god is yours and yours alone Mm. so i don't want anyone listening to think just because what people that study that religion or believe in that religion think of the person that you want to love is wrong or you're going to go to hell that that's a crock of shit like i'm sorry like it is like there is no way that there is a man in the sky that is telling you that you're going to go to hell if you love someone that is the same sex as you your relationship with your higher power your god or whoever you want to believe in is your relationship and your relationship alone and you truly need to believe that because there is no way that he she they whoever you believe in wouldn't love you for the beautiful person that you are it just comes down to like
1: the crux of what what helped me get there which is we live in a broken world we do our world is so broken and the people in the church, and I'm just—it's not all people. Some people in the church are super beautiful, and I do have a lot. I just—I do have a lot of beautiful Christian Sorry friends out if there. That, that
0: came through the mic. I'm having a drink of water.
1: No, that's okay. Um, I do have a lot of beautiful Christian friends out there that are amazing and have been so supportive over the years of who I am um, and the way I identify. But for those of for those people that are out there in the church that do have a problem with it, this is this is directed at you. We live in a broken world. Our world is broken, and the crux of why you go to church is is for is for that. Really, it's the fact that we are all sinners, and like that is that is like ch- church terminology. Singing, yeah, yeah.
0: But you should be going but, to church for
1: yourself. Yeah, you should 100% go to church for yourself. But then also with that, you go to church because we live in this fallen, broken world, and like. I go. I go to church every now and then, and when I'm there, I'm there. Like I am present, and I am praying, and I am singing, and I am worshiping because that is that is me. That's my relationship with with God. And like, you don't need to like be judgmental of that. Like, you don't need to judge me for walking in the church after I haven't been for eight weeks and give me looks and all the rest of it. Like, I go because that is what makes me feel grounded. It's what makes me feel whole, and i go because i do like the fellowship of it i do think it's super beautiful and i do believe that there are christians out there in the church that are super
0: supportive and do understand that i have met people in the christian church that are so supportive of gay of gay people like I, i have and it's actually like i remember the first family i met that that were supportive and they like you know they were coming out of um the church I think it's called c3 yeah c3 yeah um maybe that's a little bit more is that like a little bit more modern christianity more modern, modern, yeah. yeah and um like they knew that they were like they knew that I was gay and mm. they were so fine with it and, yeah. and I just I ha- I kind of was in shock I was <sighs> like because I was like fuck I've been getting I've gotten so much hate from people even to this day if I comment on a post um you know I people love to troll me because I'm over opinionated um, which I don't give a fuck about. Like if I... Yeah. S- my my thing, it is what it is. And my thing is also, if you don't have anything nice to say, please don't say it at all. And I've been trolled online, I've been called like a tranny. I've been called all of these things like a, a dirty dyke and everything like that in between because I have an opinion on, you know, just letting people be who they want to be. Just mm-hmm. let us be, you know. So yeah. when I met a Christian family and they were so supportive of who I loved, I was instantly shocked and i don't think that that's what it should be yeah but that's the that's what society has told us that is you know every christian hates you because you're gay 100%
1: that shock factor is crazy but like this and this is exactly what i mean like we live in a broken world and it doesn't matter like whether you you know did something ridiculous throughout the week and you did something that was the difference between right and wrong and what you stand for with what you identify is right and wrong. It doesn't matter what Claudia does throughout the week. It doesn't matter what I do throughout the week, which is right and wrong. There is right and wrong and everyone has an idea and understanding of what that looks like and so when I walk into the church... And I get judgment for me being the way that I am as an individual. I literally sit there and I'm like,
0: maybe you should look in the mirror. Yeah, because like, if you're judging someone for who they love, you've got some issues. Yeah. Like, just, babe, just, like, take care of yourself. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand the whole thing where I think, like, Christ, like Christians Poor or Catholics righteous. think that gay people. Yeah, they're self-righteous. But they think, like, not all, not all, but they think that gay people hate them. And it's yeah. like, babes, we don't hate you. We just don't want you to hate us for who we love. Like, we're great people like who we love is like none of your concern it's actually not hurting you so please just stay in your lane and take a seat motherfucker i sit there
1: and i'm like (laughs) imagine honestly imagine a world where people didn't feel this way about christianity imagine how many people in the community would go to church yeah if the church was accepting because it makes people, it does make people feel grounded.
0: I find it, I don't like, I, that's why I find it a little bit culty and not in like a negative way towards you, Beth. Mm. It's just like a a thing because they actually have never met Jesus. They haven't met, they don't know the man. They've just made this assumption of that a gay person is a sinner and then they deserve to go to hell. But like, if ha, I'd like you to sit down and have a cup of tea with Jesus and like let him tell you that, that that's bullshit because I guarantee that's what he'd say. <laughs> I honestly
1: sit there sometimes and I like I literally take the, the Bible as full as what it is and there's like there's a lot in the Old Testament. This is the, I don't know if you know much about the Bible. College. No, I've never,
0: I've never. Yeah, there's, two, there's I know like the old, the, sa- in the, the name of the Father name. and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Something like that.
1: Okay, well, there's like, an Old Testament and a New Testament. Oh, yeah, I know The I Old Testament's, that. Yes. like, prior to Jesus, and the New Testament's, like, after Jesus. Okay. Right? You following? Before. Before Jesus, after Jesus, Old Testament. BJ. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Well, laughs> well.
0: But, like... Well, you know, they have before BC. When,
1: like, but this is, this is, like, this is what I say to a lot of Christians I have these discussions with. I'm like, you do realise, like... In the New Testament, when Jesus came, it was like the old was washed away. Mm. Like, the old was washed clean because he did that when he died on the cross. Like, that's what the New Testament's all about. It's it's actually the most, honestly, the most beautiful message I've ever come across in my entire life in the sense of everything wrong, everything that's wrong in this world's being paid for because he did that. And so it doesn't matter what is written in the old testament to me it it just doesn't matter because it was paid for so like stop judging everyone yeah because it's done it is it like it's finished it's like that's what's written
0: yeah i think like it's crazy it is it is um so before we get into my little how i discovered myself is there anything you'd like to end with to people that are in the closet because of religion yeah i think it's just
1: it takes time it actually just honestly it takes And I know it sounds like it's it's almost like disheartening to hear but it does take time and like journal I, I journal so much like journal write down what you're thinking and feeling and like try so hard to find a network whether that be a network online like Claudia is like the biggest advocate for making friends online but like (laughs) honestly send us a DM like message us like yeah we
0: want to know have you checked our email if we've had any messages? Yeah,
1: we haven't had any yet. But oh, we okay. might probably well, write in to us, guys. This.
0: Write in. Let us, let us know how you feel about this episode. Yeah, well. read,
1: like, please write into us. But yeah, it, just, it takes time, but bear with it. Try and find a supportive network out there that will understand and will listen to you and hear you out. Um, at some point along the line, you have to put yourself first. Yeah. And you have to put your happiness above what and anyone thinks, whether that be family, friends, or anything in between. Just
0: a little clap 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 for Beth. Clap for Beth. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, just don't don't sweat the small stuff. Like if you lose people throughout your journey, then they're just maybe not meant to be in your life. You know, maybe they're only meant to be here for a chapter and not the whole story.
1: Yeah. So I think for me, like just to wrap up my coming out story, I think for me, it was really different. Um, So different. It was really, yeah, it was really different, but... Yeah, I came out um, after my ex-girl, my first girlfriend and I um, broke up, which was, you know, hard. And that's why I came out because I was just struggling so much with it. And I sat my mum down and I came out to her and then I slowly came out to my family and my friends. And yeah, along the way, I lost people. Um, And that's okay. That's okay. Because they just weren't
0: meant to be your people.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's so fine. I met beautiful people on the way to like Fords and, and Yeah, even you met us. me.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So good. So yeah, that's that's me. That's my that's my coming out story. Well,
0: thank you, Beth, for talking about that. It's, I know it was very um, personal and thank you for talking about religion and maybe opening other people's eyes to religion as well. Because okay. maybe some people have a bad view on it just because of those certain people in society mm. that are in the church. Yeah. But I guess my coming out story was a little bit different. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk to us. Talk to the listeners. So I had a lot of internalized homophobia. Like right. a lot. Like a lot, 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 lot. Um, but I basically was at a house party. No, actually I wasn't. I was at a friend's 17th birthday party and it was... You are a baby. I was a baby. Um... I was at my friend Hayley's 17th birthday party. Um, My beautiful friend Hayley actually passed away when we were teenagers. So um, rest in peace, beautiful girl. But Mm. I was at her 17th birthday party and it was at Russellvale Community Hall. (laughs) I remember it so (laughs) like I can just like I I literally can see it in my face. I can see it in my mind. I mean, in my face. What? Um, Because it was such a like, oh, my God. Like it was such a scary moment in my life. Hold on.
1: You always cough on these episodes I feel
0: like there's dust on this microphone dude no, There's not Hold on let me have a little drink Anyways back to it mm-hmm. okay. um, So I was at a birthday party for my beautiful friend She was 17 so she was a year older than me I was 16 And I saw this girl Um. That was friends with a few of my friends that I knew And I knew that she was openly gay or bi or whatever and I just had this weird feeling come over me. Like, first of all, I knew her because she loved pink and I'm obsessed with the singer you pink. So, so I was like, this bitch doesn't like pink more than me. Anyways, <laughs> we're not going to go into that. <laughs> but that was literally it. But I saw her and I've <clears throat> had this overwhelming feeling come over me and it wasn't like I want to go and talk to her. It was like, I want to kiss that girl. Mm.
1: And that I scared the fuck
0: out of me. Yeah. Like, it did. I was 16 years old. Yeah. Like, 16. Like, that scared the shit out of me. And um, then I made my friends go over. So typical high school. Made my friends go over and um, be like, oh, Claudia thinks you're really pretty. Like, can she have your number? And I probably was rocking, like, a Motorola, like, bloody flip phone. Flip? The the, flip the pink one. one. The hot pink, the hot pink one. one. I did. I watched oh, my one. sister had one of them. Oh, I, I was love, so jealous. I love that phone. Um, anyways, so... Then after the party, she was like, oh my God, she's really pretty too. And then she messaged me and she might've been two years older than me. and was like, I didn't know you were into girls. And I was like, neither did I. Um, <laughs> so that kind of went on back and forth. And like from there, I just started to have like the worst internalized homophobia. And that was when I started to tell my friends because uh, we were obviously going out clubbing underage. Sorry, no, mm. we're not supporting that. Um, <laughs> no. But... I told my friend and she was like, "No, ooh, that's gross, no you're not." And I was like, "I'm just joking." Like, but I wasn't at all. So then yeah. I went back into the closet. And from 17 to 20 I was closeted again. Um I was secretly seeing this girl, same as you. We were I wouldn't say girlfriends because I was too Scared in my head to actually come out, so I threw her around a little bit, which was hard for her because she was out and proud and she really liked me, and I really liked her. But I was in high school and I was so scared I was gonna get bullied for it. So that all ended, and we became friends. Um, but she was the first girl I ever slept with, and I remember I'd been sleeping with boys for a few years, um, and like they just i didn't it didn't feel right it didn't it felt it didn't feel right to me it felt weird i didn't feel a connection i just wanted it to end i it hurt like i was mm. just like i was just not into it like i never felt a connection and like they'd always be like do you want to hang out again and i'd be like no You're like, like no thank you i don't want to i'm not in it and oh. then when i slept with this girl it was like my whole world was in black and white and then finally turned into color oh my gosh and it was like the light bulb came on full circle yes. but somehow I was still scared to tell people that I was gay so what back up back up back up back up, back up. <clears throat> so you
1: you ended up getting with this girl mm-hmm. one time a few
0: a few times <laughs> a few times yeah um secretly mum just thought she was a friend. Of course, of course. <laughs> if she did. listens to this, she's gonna know who she is. Hey, babe. <laughs> we're still good friends. <laughs> oh Not in that way. Sorry, my girlfriend's in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I. So, so this this chick um when you were getting with her, like, did she know that you like had like felt just that that utter
0: moment of like deep connection no not at all I left her in my bedroom ran to the bathroom locked the door and started crying and the only thing in my head I could think of was if someone asked me if I've slept with a girl my answer would be yes
1: wow yeah it was
0: really heavy and I was still I Mm. liked her so much and I just wanted to be with her but I was too I was so scared So I ended things with her and I started dating a guy and like we never even did anything. He was just like the sweetest dude in the whole wide world, like would literally say thank you when we kissed. And I was like, you're just the nicest person ever, but I'm secretly gay and I'm using you to hide it Um, anyways. But it it was a journey for me, Beth. Like it was such a long journey for me to be okay with who I am. Mm. And my family was... I don't know. Like, you could say they were accepting, but I ca- the way I came out was a very heated moment. I was having an argu- argument with my mum, and she thought that I was out being mischievous. mischievous. Mischievous? I'm having so many strokes today. You actually are still. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's world pride. I'm I'm blaming well pride for my <laughs> smushy brain. Smushy? Fuck. What did your mum think you were doing? She just thought I was out making trouble and sleeping with dudes, yeah. but really I was out sleeping with the girl You're making trouble and <laughs> sleeping with girls and I told her in that way and she because she was and like no my mom's going to listen to this and there is no shame on you mom like I love you so much mm. but because she was raised catholic went to an all girls yeah. school raised catholic that to her was a little bit strange and I think that yeah. would be to any parent that was raised catholic like she went to a all girls um, Catholic school with nuns that used to like smack them on the hand if they did running writing wrong, like legit, like legit. like. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents aren't religious. Like my mum's not religious anymore. But like, um, so when I told her she, there was a little bit of like, no, like you're not like she didn't accept it. And she thought that I was just, you know, being, it was a phase, the phase. Everyone gets the phase from the family. I think they get that mm. word. You're just in a phase it's like it's not i'm not in a phase Mum. and she did eventually come around um but the most i think the most beautiful part of this was um oh god no i've I've had a rough day today guys like i've been quite sad about my the passing of my dad so if i get upset (laughs) which i will um i think the most beautiful thing for me was when my dad found out and like came upstairs and said um you know just be who you want to be, Claude. And, like, on that day, literally, my dad, like, gave me, like, the courage to be my true authentic self. And yeah. I just think, like, that was so beautiful. And from that day on, I just knew that I needed to be my authentic self because my dad was there for me. Mm. Um, anyways, sorry, I've had a really bad day today. Grief yeah. is very hectic and we will talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk in about another it episode just <laughs> not today <laughs> but um i think from that moment he gave me that courage and that was really beautiful and then um i uh, met my first partner and i told my mom we were swimming at the pool when pool and um i said mom i have a date tonight and she goes oh okay that's nice i was 21 and um she was like oh okay who's with them like mom it's with a girl and she's like okay And I was like, are you okay with that? She goes, Claudia, I just want you to be happy. And if this person makes you happy, then that's all that matters. And, you know, it did take her a little bit to come around, but I think she just didn't want it to be a phase. But I definitely use the word bisexual a lot because I had that internalized homophobia. Mm. And I want to dig into that a little bit more as well. Like I had this thing when I first came out as like true, authentic, I'm gay, this is who I am, this is who I love, um bisexuals to me scared me because I was scared that if I got with them, they'd want to be with a man and I don't have a penis. So, you know, I was scared that they'd leave me and it was a phase for them. So for me, I did have a little bit internalized biphobia and I don't anymore, like because I've grown and I'm not a kid and I, I, you know, I'm so... I'm proud of our community and yeah so that was that little bit I wanted to touch on but I think Mm. that was kind of my journey from here to now and um that's really all I need to say I do have like you know um a little thing that I've written down just for future generations so I guess my advice for young generations is to not sweat the small stuff Mm. um to know that your sexuality doesn't define who you are it's actually a really small part of you And you're wonderful in every single way and whoever you choose to love. But also remember, coming out isn't like flicking a switch or moving to a new city. Coming out can be an evoking process of being honest with yourself. There is no rush. There is also isn't anything wrong with not wanting to labor yourself either. Love is love and that's all that matters. Be proud of who you are and do things on your own pace when you're ready and comfortable to do so. Yeah. I am very proud to be gay and thankful for my support network and accepting family, but some don't have it as easy as we all do. So please be gentle on others and yourself. Yeah. And And that's really um, all I really wanted to wrap up with today. But we just want to know that like you're super loved and um, we're proud of you. And if you are in the closet, take your time and just just know that there is a whole community of people waiting for you to embrace you with open arms yeah i think that your summary was just
1: beautiful cause like you are who you are and you're nothing more than that so yeah. be, be proud of it and i know that we're proud of you for who you are as well and um yeah we're we're really excited that we got to be able to share our stories and yeah keen for the next week's episode as well i think yeah it's um, be good. Um, still
0: deciding, but we, we might be ta- we might talk about grief, just yeah. depending where I'm at um, yeah. mentally. But yeah. um yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for listening to episode two of Can't Make This Shit Up. Yep. And we hope you are all loved and happy and safe and um happy World Pride. We still have a whole yes. m- week to go, so happy, happy World, World Pride. Everyone. Be proud, love who you are. Love, you no, know, love comes in all different kinds of layers and. You are so, so, so loved. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you. you next week. See you next week.